0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag #basketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. you check them out, hashtag #basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and not joining me today is Tyler P. What's up? What's up with that, Tyler? Tyler P Watts, what's up with him? Um, unfortunately, Tyler is feeling a little bit under the weather, weather heading into, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather as well. Um, heading into week four. And so I wanted to give a brief recap of what I've been seeing over the past week and then lead you into week four with some of our uh, streaming teams. And of course, the advanced schedule over at hashtag basketball.com. Um, the first thing I wanted to start out talking about, though, is a couple players that um, I think people are, let's just say they're not happy with the um, results so far from uh, these two players. One being Carl Anthony Towns and the other being Mikel Bridges. Both of them probably went around somewhere in the second round ish. A lot of people were high on bridges. A lot of people who used to be on towns um, thought maybe he could have a bounce back season. I think it is far too early for both of these players to be given up on. I've seen Mikel Bridges traded in a few of my leagues for like, you know, mediocre players. Um currently Towns feels like. He should be playing better than he currently is. He's shooting 43.8% right now. Mikel Bridges is shooting 44.9%. And I got to warn everybody, we are still sitting in small sample size theater. Carl Anthony Towns last season averaged almost 50%. The season before that, he was ad- averaged 53% from the field. Is he shooting more threes? Yes. Sure, he's shooting more threes. Is he playing kind of a different role than last year? Even Yeah, kind of a little bit. Is he taking um less shots than last year? Actually, no, he's not taking less shots than last year. Uh so that's actually that surprises me just a little bit. Even though Carl Anthony Towns is not going to be a first-round type player, he's not going to go back to what he was doing when he was carrying the Timberwolves. He is better than he is currently playing. He is um If I go over to hashtag basketball.com's current rankings and I look up Carl Anthony Towns, he's currently 60th overall per player value. Do you really think Carl Anthony Towns could have finished outside of the top 50? Let's look at Bridges as well. Bridges, 47th overall per game value. I have to remind a lot of people, actually, that. In previous seasons, post-trade deadline, right? Last season, Mikel Bridges shot 47.5%. He's currently shooting about 46. So it's not too far off, but in my opinion, that's that is enough, right? Like he's taking 15 shots per game. I do think that starts bouncing closer to 17, 18. I do think his field goal percentage goes up a little bit. And you've actually seen um, a couple games when he has gotten a little bit loose, uh, hitting uh, hitting some threes, scoring 31 points against Milwaukee. I'm not I'm not sure if there's a nagging injury here. I'm not sure. I'm actually quite not sure what's going on with Mikel Bridges, but I'm not willing to give up on him this early in the season. He is a very consistent across the board player. One of the things that is not where it was last season is steals. He had um, around, if, if I'm doing my math correctly, it feels like I'm doing my math correctly, a little over a steal a game. Now he's a little under a steal a game. But his assists are up, his rebounds are up, his points are not. And he was never going to like shoot lights out from three point range. He wasn't going to have like three, four, five three pointers a game. But he's only getting one point eight. I think that go I think that is bound to go up. He's an across the board nine cat player, and that's hopefully what you drafted him for. Now, if whoever drafted him thought they were getting the next Anthony Edwards or the next Donovan Mitchell or whatever they thought they were getting, then of course they're disappointed in him and they're probably looking to move on him. I I'm actually buying low on both Mikel Bridges and Carl Anthony Towns coming in here into week. Four. Um, there's a couple other players I think we should talk about as well. Tyrus Maxey. I think we just gotta. Anytime somebody has a 50 point game, you you gotta you gotta mention it. Tyrus Maxey, absolutely out of control against Indiana. 50, 50. And Joel Embiid, by the way, got 37. Joel Embiid, 37, 13, and seven. Tyrese Maxey, 57 and five with three blocks. Now, come on, guys. Tyrese Maxey is not going to (laughs) suddenly be averaging like over a block a game or whatever. But right now he is like right now he's averaging a block a game, which is crazy. That's not sustainable. It's hard to sell high on a guy that is playing well beyond the level that you drafted him at has consistently played well above the level you drafted him at. And Tyrese Maxey is now the guy Harden's gone. Tyrese Maxey is the second leading scorer on this team. He is going to him and Embiid have like gelled incredibly well together. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is kind of like, he's kind of a rising star, quite frankly, he's 23 years old and he's playing Out of his mind right now, I'd have to tell you, you should always sell high at someone's ceiling if you're going, if you are going to sell, you don't have to sell at everyone's ceiling. It really obviously always depends on what you can get for the player. I think if you can get a DeJounte Murray, right, if you can get one of those very consistent guards, Um, if you could get Donovan Mitchell, I would happily do it. Right. But I don't like, quite frankly, did Jonte Murray straight up for Tyrese Maxey. I think I do that trade, but not if Tyrese Maxey is my best point guard. Not if you waited until later in the draft to get Tyrese Maxey and you're like, oh, hell yeah, I, I swung and I hit, um, I didn't have a very good guard and I picked up Tyrese Maxey in like the fourth or fifth round and now he's playing like a second round player fantastic. He's actually playing as a top 10 player right now. He's not going to be in the top 10 at the end of the season. Straight up, Tyrese Maxey will not be a top 10 player at the end of the season, but will he average seven assists and five rebounds? I think so. Will he average 28, 29 points? I don't know about that. He's currently shooting 50% That would be his career high. Obviously, I think that goes down. And you got to mention the last thing. And Tyler would 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 be unhappy if I didn't mention it. He's playing 38 minutes a game. There is nowhere to go. But down. Um, Tyrese Maxey is at his ceiling. And if you want to ride the ceiling and also, by the way, probably minutes drop down to 34, or 35. He's he's only 23, right? uh he's still gonna be really good he's still gonna be a good steal like he's gonna be a solid steel guy he's not gonna be a DeJounte Murray steel guy he's hitting threes he's gonna continue to hit those threes this is like you know we're seeing that you know players who are outside of the ranked region in that plateau region we'll say who can make that leap who can make that jump it's usually young players it's usually year three and four players Scotty Barnes is doing it right now Got to talk about Scotty Barnes as well. Um, Scotty Barnes started out the year like a maniac. And in his last two games, now granted, the last game was a blowout, he's been fine. He's still been good. Like he's still gotten you two blocks, uh, plenty of steals. The blocks and the steals is, to me, the craziest thing because he is sustaining those blocks and steals throughout nine games. Now, that's still a small. Sample size. Do not get ahead of yourself. If you think Scotty Barnes is going to average two blocks and one and a half steals for the rest of the season, uh, I got some land to sell you. I don't. I, there's like a phrase where you're like, oh, I got some beachfront property in like Idaho to sell you. Now, due to global warming, that's actually true. But Scotty Barnes has made a leap. You can see it. You can see it with your eyes. You can see it in the stats. You can see it in the box scores. I'm not moving Scotty Barnes for anyone outside of the top 25. Because this is another one of those players he's taking the leap. He was in the plateau region. He wasn't, you know, he he struggled a little bit last season. Now, he is kind of the de facto playmaker in Toronto because that opportunity opened up. And as, so you're seeing that pattern, right? Tyrese Maxey, the opportunity opened up. Third year, uh, I think he's a third year player. Young player, 23. Scotty Barnes also, um, almost 23, he's 22. Uh, But it is Scotty Barnes' third year. Both of them are those players, and there's a lot of flux this season, right? Um, If you can get, like I said, if you can get a top 25 guy for these dudes, I would go for it. But both of them easily could end up finishing in the top 30. And where you drafted them, likely you were getting a great deal. You don't have to sell high at someone's ceiling. And for these guys, I wouldn't. I would hold on to them unless I'm getting like a crazy deal. I would hold on to both Tyrese and Scotty Barnes. I wanted to look at a few players... Got to to mention a few players from this week that caught my eye. Nick Claxton is back. 28 minutes, 10 points, 13 rebounds, 4 blocks. That's that's what you want to see from Nick Claxton. He was never going to be a scorer. Last season only averaged 12.5 points. He was never going to be... we, We told a lot of people to avoid these guys right the nick claxton's the Sangoon's. now Sangoon's playing a little bit better than i uh gave him credit for in the preseason. staying on the court a little bit longer houston actually kind of looks good uh fred van fleet been i've uh, been yelling about fred van fleet and how good he is too uh hopefully you got a good deal on fred van fleet because he is playing incredibly well i mean he's doing fred van fleet stuff nick claxton on the other hand Immediately got injured. He is back from that injury. Probably not going to be playing 30 minutes a game for quite a while. Probably going to be like exactly what he was last year, which is a top 50 player. Okay. And two, two and a half blocks. That's, that's really, really elite in this day and age. So, if you you kind of know what you're getting with him, right? I hope a lot of you didn't give up on him. I've seen Nick Claxton move around before he came back. I don't know if you're... I don't know what the vibe is on this guy in your league, but in a lot of the leagues I'm in, people are kind of hyped about Nick Claxton. He's... 24, he's young, he's finished in the top 50, his trajectory should be up. He is allegedly going to play more minutes. I don't think that's going to happen. So, this is one of those if he has like a great stretch of games here and you don't need the blocks and rebounds, he's a great guy to move here after the in the next 2 weeks. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad you're finally getting value out of him. I'm not worried about the injury lingering but sometimes these injuries do linger I don't think you're going to get this uh, that that breakout that you saw from Tyrese Maxey that you saw from Scotty Barnes do not think you're going to get it here in Nick Claxton so give him a few weeks to warm up to get going to get some good stat lines and then chop him around find the guy who doesn't have blocks and rebounds on his team go after one of his good players Couple injuries going into Week Four here. C.J. McCollum looks like uh, his lung collapsed. Holy shit! I forgot about that. Um, that happened a, about a, a handful of days ago. Horrible. Hopefully, he is okay. Um, it sounds like he will recover. That's what I've read anyway. I hope that's still true, because that's that's obviously worrisome. Dyson Daniels is beginning more minutes and am I running out to pick up Dyson Daniels? Right. Um, I don't know. Probably not. He's a good streamer. I would say because he's going, you've seen him take that starting role. You've seen that they need someone to play minutes and Dyson Daniels can, he can fit in. Right. He's young the second year if you look at his per 36 though um you're only looking at about four and a half assists from last season 1.5 steals per 36 i guess the one thing that does intrigue me about daniels is his ability to get that half a block a game which is always kind of really nice from a guy who is allegedly a guard and also can get rebounds but like I don't, do I really need a guard who gets rebounds? Like I need a guard who gets assists. I need a guard who gets steals. He can get a steal. Um if you have some space on your team, I would pick him up for the week, right and and see what happens. But uh, in my opinion, dyson daniels is 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 a streamer at best. Now, the Pelicans only have three games in week four, two of which are on the most busy days of the week. So I'm not running out to pick up this guy. Uh, but if you had room and wanted to take a chance on him, he's young. He could have some potential. Go for it, right? I just think he's a stream. I think he's a streamer. And I think there's so many injuries on this team Um, with Trey Murphy out. Of course, and CJ McCallum out. Like, we'll see him play. He'll get the minutes, so he's valuable. But the second either one of those guys comes back, and hopefully they, hopefully CJ can come back, uh, it's right back to the bench for Dyson. So Dyson Daniels, eh, just a stream, in my opinion. A guy that I am kind of, I have on quite a few of my teams, actually, who I haven't seen, talked about, or picked up. Uh, much anywhere is a guy that I'm hoping gets more minutes here. He's starting out very slow uh, coming back from his injury, which is understandable, but Terry Eason is probably on your waiver wire. And last season, Terry Eason was a relevant fantasy standard league player over a block excuse me, over a steal a game, my bad, over a steal a game in 21 minutes, um, 0.6 blocks in 21 minutes, we're talking about 21 minutes, six rebounds, and nine points. I really do think, and now maybe Houston doesn't want to mess with a good thing, because Houston is um, absolutely like, on a roll right now winning a lot of games they only played him 15 minutes in the game against denver which was a close game so that doesn't bode well for my guy terry eason but i like his fantasy game i like his per 36 we were talking about per 36 right His per 36 is two steals and a block and a three and 10 rebounds that's that's much more attractive right he's 22 he's very young Still got a lot lot of growth that's needed. What worries me about him in the long term, if you do own him, is that he is not getting those starters minutes. I think he can earn and take away minutes from Jabari Smith Jr. Because Terry Eason's a more defensively minded guy. And coaches want to win. But, oh, man, I don't know. I would hold Terry Eason. I'm still I still got faith in him and I've still got faith that he's got a place on this team and he's got more minutes inside of him in the next month or so. I'm hoping those minutes are climbing towards 25, 28. And if they do, you're going to have a really nice, fancy basketball player on your hands. And if not, you drop him, whatever. No big deal. We also got to talk about Tyler Hero. He's out. He's got an injury. looks like he will be out at least uh, two weeks with a high ankle sprain. Josh Richardson has gotten some more minutes in his place. Drew Smith also uh, has been getting some surprising playing time over the last few games. I don't know how I feel about Drew Smith. I feel like he's just kind of a placeholder. So he's a great stream. Great stream. And if you go look at the Miami Heat, they got three games, but one of those games is on Thursday, Thursday and Saturday. Those are two of the lower games week four, going into week four. You have the big day on Friday, 11 games, 10 games on Tuesday. Those game, those days, likely your entire team will be playing on week four. That's why I'm looking at Monday, Thursday. Those are the lowest games, Wednesday, Saturday and Sunday, any team that's playing in that Monday-Thursday space, like the Milwaukee Bucks, they got four games, and they're playing on Monday. Playing Chicago on Monday, they should whoop Chicago's ass. They're also playing on Saturday and Wednesday. I like that. I like them for a stream. You got the Clippers, the Pacers, and the Rockets, only two games, so if Eason's on your waiver wire, not a good week to be streaming Eason, unless you want to pick them up right at the end of the week, they play the Lakers on Sunday, they got back to back with Monday into next week. It's an eight game Monday. So depending on your rosters for week four, we will see. I cannot recommend playing with the Clippers with the Harden situation, Um, which whatever you want to make that out to be, right? I, um a lot of people are reacting very quickly to the fact that they're still losing games with James Harden on the team and you know i am not ready to like they're going to figure it out like a new guy i mean granted they lost to memphis so that's not uh that's not what you want to see memphis is like a bad team but memphis was backed up against the wall Memphis, Memphis needed a win um yeah it's hard hard to be too too mad if I'm am I reading this right I'm a little uh playing from behind here let's go look at Kwai. let's go look at Ko Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard jeez click 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 They lost to Dallas, and they got their ass whipped by Dallas. Now, yo, Doncic is good. Doncic is absolutely killing it right now. So I'm not terribly surprised that they lost to Dallas. But the, losing to Memphis, losing to Brooklyn. Now, granted, these were close games. Those are bad losses. But Harden just showed up. They're just getting used to, uh, to how to play with Harden on the team. In a two-game week, am I am I playing Kawhi? Not sure. Am I playing Paul George? Not sure. Especially since Paul George seems to be questionable, right? Seems like if I'm reading this correctly. Paul George ended up if I let like this let me go to so, see this is way harder to do just by myself simply because when I'm looking up stuff Tyler's talking and when I'm I'm talking Tyler's looking up stuff. It's very nice to have Tyler to bounce this stuff back and forth with. Um I don't, you know what? I don't see where Paul. Uh, I thought I read somewhere that Paul George was injured or questionable. Uh, does I can't find that anywhere. So, you know what? Ignore ignore that entire thing. They're only playing two games this week. So, I don't I don't know. I don't think I I don't think I'm playing them in a weekly league. I will obviously stream them on their days. If you want streamers, you got to look for those that Thursday set Monday Thursday Saturday. There's only two games on Thursday, right? It's Oklahoma City, Golden State, Brooklyn, and Miami, like I said, Miami. Now Miami's a little bit nicer because you got Brooklyn, Chicago, and then you got at Chicago again on Monday. That's a nice schedule for someone to stream a Miami Heat player even though they got 3 games this week. Much more interested in streaming somebody from OKC. Okay because they got the Thursday, they got the Saturday, they got the Sunday game this week, which is, um, you know, some if you if you don't have a full roster on one of those bigger get days like Sunday, then Oklahoma City is going to be a nice fill in there for you. Other teams I might look to stream this week, or maybe even going into next week. The Bucs got Dallas-Washington going into next week, Saturday-Monday. The Knicks got Charlotte and Minnesota going into Saturday-Monday. Both the Bucks and the Knicks play Monday of this week. So those are all quality games. The only thing you got to deal with is that they both play on Friday, and you might have a full roster on Friday, but to me, you're getting four games there. You're getting the Monday, you're getting the Wednesday, and you're getting the Saturday, and you're getting the Monday of next week. I like to plan ahead. Other days, other teams that you might stream going into this week. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the Cavs, maybe the Bulls. They got that uh, Friday, Saturday. So they got the Monday, the Wednesday and the Saturday, and they got the Monday of next week. Right? So those, those aren't too terrible with the Bulls. Obviously, You could be pulling in Alex Caruso. I think he is going to continue. I I think that's the only way the Bulls win games is if Alex Caruso plays decent minutes. I know he's been a little bit questionable um, when it comes to injury, but right now he's going to get you really massive steals off your waiver wire. So I'd pick him up and Kobe white can get wet and he's playing, 32 minutes a game, so I think Caruso and White are great streamers. I would not stream Tory Craig. He is very incredibly inconsistent. I really wish they would just go with Io Desumo. Uh, I was actually good. Tory Craig is fine. He's a good defender, but he's very like incredibly like inconsistent, and it, it sucks with Milwaukee. You could always do Bobby Portis. Jay Crowder is out and seems like he will be out for a little bit. Uh, Malik Beasley is a good stream, but I wouldn't I wouldn't pick any of these guys up with Jay Crowder out. I just don't care. Hopefully, if Chris Middleton starts playing some more minutes, that'd be nice. I drafted him in a lot of leagues. Would be nice to see Chris Middleton playing a little bit more uh, so my team stops sucking and losing. That's been... I'm you know, I'm treading water right now and if you I'm doing really well in a couple leagues in treading water. And the the consistency between the treading water leagues seems to be obviously injuries, but uh Chris Middleton's on both of those teams. So Chris Middleton, it would be nice if you could return your value, actually exceed your value by playing 30 minutes a game. With the Knicks, I don't know, man. Josh Hart's obviously someone you can stream every once in a while, but the Knicks are the Knicks, all right? Quickly probably should be owned in and rostered in all standard leagues. So if he's out there, that's a great stream. Mitchell Robinson, I don't care for and never have, never will. But uh, there's your blocks. If you if you need blocks, but even that he's not doing very well this season, like Mitchell Robinson might be washed I uh, already. I, I have no idea how that happened, but he might be washed. Um, with Dallas, I've been, I've been talking about Grant Williams a little bit. I, I would say keep riding Grant Williams cause he just stands out in the corner. He's a great three point shooter. Tyler has mentioned his percentages is, is close to 40 in previous seasons with Boston. Grant Williams is a good three point shooter. Now he, people are getting out on him more now. So he's shooting less. He's got less open threes, but he's still like the guy that you have to like live with taking the shot, but he's, he's, he's good at it. He's very good at it like Grant Williams a lot. And as always, it would not be a watching the boxes if we didn't talk about the Orlando Magic. They got four games, two against Chicago this week. And we were, I mean, we were on. We were on in the previous episode on Monday when we talked. We broke down the uh, Orlando Magic. Our good friend, Gogo Beritza. Friend of the show, friend of the pod, Gogo um uh, is now like st- starting, right? He's, he's starting. He's playing about 23 minutes a game and getting you decent rebounds, some blocks, some points. So a guy that's like basically rostered nowhere, um, even in the deepest of leagues, Probably not rostered. Should be on rosters right now, at least as a streamer. Gogo Baritza. And because Wendell Carter Jr. ain't coming back anytime soon. Not not that I can see. About two, three weeks, but that's when they're going to reevaluate him. Unfortunately, Markel Fultz, who I like, who a lot of people like this season, is still dealing with knee problems. He did come back and play against Atlanta this week, but did not play against Milwaukee. The dude who's reaping benefits out of that is an incredibly young third-year talent named Jalen Suggs, who I'm rooting for. I'm personally rooting for. I like Jalen Suggs. I was like, I hope he can figure it out. I hope he can get a breakout moment. Here's the opportunity. Once again, playing time. Opportunity. Over the last three or four games, he has been on a little bit of a tear Getting good, just good across the board stats on average, right? So one game he gets seven assists, the next game he gets one. All right, that's that's still like four, four assists. He had six steals in one game, the next game he got one. All right, but he's scoring, he's hitting three. He's doing things that a fantasy basketball player would do currently, a standard league fantasy basketball player, right? And that's what he is. And that's, At least that's what he is right now. Rest of the season with Jalen Suggs, I don't know. But according to basketball, excuse me, hashtag basketball Jalen Suggs per game value in 27 and a half minutes is 74th overall on the season. Now, granted, a lot of that's being propped up with that six steal game he had. So he's got two steals a game. It's probably not sustainable. But he is a, he is a good, like, he, he gets good steals. He's shooting 41%. So if that can go up at all, and in the past it has not, that's been his problem. That's why he hasn't been able to stay on the court, is that he hasn't been able to shoot over 40%. But if that can be, 43% instead of, or 44% instead of 41, right? Because in the last seven days, it's been 48. He's hitting two threes a game, 17 points, three rebounds, three assists. And this season, on this season, he's averaging 0.5 blocks a game. I do like getting 0.5 blocks a game from a guard. I do like that. I think earlier I said I might not like getting rebounds and and blocks from a guard. I'm going to stand by that statement. I don't like just getting rebounds and blocks from a guard. I could go find that with a forward or a center. I do like getting points, decent rebounds, good assists, great steals, blocks. It's, It's like a sprinkling. When my guard gets a half a block a game, on top of being a good guard, getting points, assists, steals. That makes me feel good. I like that. When my guard only gets a half a block a game and seven rebounds and eight points, I don't like that. I don't want my guard to be a rebound block guy. I want my guard to be a guard and a rebound block guy. And Jalen Suggs is kind of like in the middle. He's like not quite a guard, not quite a rebound block guy, and that kind of works out. So go pick up Jalen Suggs if he's available in your leagues. I think he should be rostered in all standard leagues for sure. Maybe even 12-team or deeper leagues, like 14-team. 14, yeah, 14 for sure. Yeah. 10-team leagues, maybe not so much. But yeah, week four, you got the Heat, Knicks, maybe the Bulls decent streams this week should be an interesting week coming here into week four i think that's it it's hard to do this without uh bouncing ideas off another person so hopefully you enjoyed this or and if you didn't tyler will be back don't worry that's it from me thank you for listening and we will see you next time